Hello and welcome to The Shana Show. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help you live a nourished life on every single level. This podcast dives into the world of holistic health and personal development. Here, I combine practical knowledge and tools with the science of behavior change to help you embody your best self. It's my aim that this podcast inspires you and provides you with the resources to live the life of your dreams. So if you're ready to become your happiest and healthiest self, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. This episode of the podcast is coming to you from inside my free 10-day challenge, New Year Nourished You, which is helping you set a solid foundation to have your healthiest and happiest 2024. Throughout these 10 days, we are going through the ingredients for a nourished life, which are the 10 pillars that I believe are so important for a life of holistic health. And each day we will be diving into one of these ingredients, one of these core pillars, and I'll be shedding insight and perspectives onto how you can optimize this part of your life. So to join us inside this challenge, which I highly recommend doing, please sign up via the link in the show notes. When you do sign up, you'll be part of the free challenge. You'll receive the worksheet that we're working through called the Wheel of Health, which helps you assess where you currently are in each of these areas and which ones need your focus and attention in 2024. You'll also be in the running to win exclusive prizes and giveaways by interacting and being signed up for the challenge. And you'll be a part of a community of like-minded people. There are such beautiful people inside and I'm so grateful for those that I'm sharing this with. If you sign up within the 10 days as well, you'll also have the opportunity to join us live on the morning calls each morning at 7am Melbourne time. Um, And I look forward to to seeing you inside. You'll find that link in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to day 10 of New Year Nourish You and the last official day of content. So today we're talking about one of the most important pillars, which is self-love. And this is an underlying undercurrent that we really want to bring forward into all of the other pillars that we've been exploring over the last nine days and now day 10. Good morning, tongue-tied there. Good morning, Sahaj. Great to have you here today. Um, So we're going to be talking all about self-love and why it's so foundational to health and why it impacts all of the other pillars that we've been going through every single day, because it really, you'll notice a shift and you'll notice a difference when you do lean more into self-love in the way you show up for yourself. The more that we can learn to love ourselves and love all of us, not just the parts of us that we perceive to be the good parts. And I say that with quote unquote, like for anyone who's listening, not watching, um, because there's no good or bad. Remember, we've talked about this a few days. It's the same with food. It's the same with everything. Everything is neutral until we give it a meaning. And that goes for parts of ourselves that we might not necessarily be loving or accepting. And when it comes to self-love and our relationship to ourself, ultimately, that impacts every other relationship that we have. And this includes relationships to other people, like what we typically think of when we think of relationships, but it also includes things like relationships to food or relationships to movement, like we've kind of been alluding to and mentioning in previous days. So day one was all about, yes, eating real food and looking at what we're eating majority of the time, but it was also very much about the relationship we had to food and how we felt when 
we were thinking of food or when we ate certain ways and just starting to notice the relationship we had with that. Same goes with exercise and movement. How do we feel and what's our relationship like with that? What's our relationship like with our hydration habits and water? What's our relationship like with taking care of ourselves and doing self-care practices and um, reducing the amount of stress that we're feeling, regulating our nervous system? We have a relationship with everything. Life is very relational. Um, and even though we think it's just with other people, it's it ripples out into every area of our life. So when we can start with the most important relationship of all, which is our relationship to ourself, then you'll see so many differences and you'll see that ripple through all the other areas. And this is why when it comes to healing our relationship to food and developing that food freedom, a big part of that is the self-love journey, because the more we can learn to heal our relationship with ourselves, the easier the food stuff becomes, the easier the relationship to our body becomes, and the more that that just flows. So it really has a big foundational piece in the way we approach health. And often when we come to health, and this is a bit of a generalization, this isn't all the time, but I know for me, one of the reasons that I came to health was because I wanted to change myself. And originally when I was like focusing on what I ate and things like that was because I wasn't happy with my body. And I was like, I want to change it. And the way I can change it and manipulate it and influence it is with the food I eat, is with how much I want to move my body. And that served me because it got me on this path and it got me to where I am today. And that was even long before I started studying nutrition. That was a complete other random random way that I almost fell into nutrition. But obviously nothing is random. It was completely synchronistic and obviously just meant to be. But just looking back to the way I was like um, – the way I was when I was growing up and the way that I was approaching food, it was always from that place of not accepting or loving myself and not actually wanting to nourish myself. That was kind of like the last thing that was almost like a byproduct, but it was more around how can I change myself because I'm not happy with how I am today? How can I eat in a way that it's going to make my body look a way that I feel I'm going to be happier with it? But this truth is, and the secret is, you're not necessarily seeking what you think you're seeking. And I talk about this a lot, and I've probably talked about this at some point in the past nine days as well, is it's not the thing we want. So it's not our body to change that we want. It's the way we think it's going to make us feel. So yes, we can desire to release some weight and have our dream body. You deserve that. You hundred percent can get there. It will happen. Your success is inevitable, especially when you believe it is. And especially when you do, come at it from that place of loving yourself and release some of that attachment and the pressure around it. Cause that can create all sorts of stress too. So where was I going with that? Yeah. It's not the change in our body and getting to that goal weight. That's going to change our life. It's, we think it's going to make us feel a particular way. And that's actually what we want. We want to feel more confident in our body. We want to feel like we love ourselves more and like we can just, yeah, feel free in our body and um, wear what we want to wear and fit into clothes that we used to fit into or whatever. Insert your definition of what you think that will bring you. Um, and yes, there's some reality in that, but ultimately it's the feeling inside that we're looking for. It's that feeling of feeling more confident. It's that feeling of loving the way you look and loving the way you feel in different clothes or being able to walk into any store and buy anything you want, those kinds of things. 
It's that feeling underneath. And when we can start to cultivate the feeling before actually reaching the goal, it helps us reach the goal sooner. And this is part of what we get to do when we learn to love ourselves as we are, because we're cultivating these feelings of loving ourselves, feeling confident in our body, feeling confident in our skin. Um, and then it kind of just all rolls into place because we're acting like the person that has that thing, right? We're acting in a way that's required for us to actually reach the goal. So when we're coming at health from love, rather than coming at health from hate or wanting to change ourselves or trying to manipulate the way we're feeling inside, we show up for ourselves like someone we love. Like think about how you show up for someone in your life that you love in the little ways, in the big ways, right? We often go out of our way to do things for other people that we love, to show them that we love them. But when we kind of turn it inwards, sometimes we can be doing certain things because we quote unquote should be doing them. Remember, we don't like shooting on ourselves anymore, which is great. And this is a practice to release the should. And other times we're doing it because we do want to change ourselves. But what if we were doing that to those around us? And yes, there's times maybe where we're doing things because we're trying to influence someone else's behavior or we want them to act differently. And that's something we can look at as well. So not saying we're perfect all the time, that we're doing things for others out of love all the time. It's obviously something we want to aim towards. But starting to look at that and let's think of someone you love and they're in a time of need and out of love, you're going to want to support them. You're going to want to help them. You're going to be like, hey, what do you need? How can I support you? Can I bring you over some food? Um, let me help you with this particular thing. I know you're really under a lot of pressure. So how can I alleviate some of that pressure? And we're usually doing that because we deeply care about them. What about ourselves? Can we start to look at ourselves and the way we show up for ourselves that same way where it's like, okay. I know now that I deserve to feel incredible. I know now that I am already worthy. I am already enough. There's nothing I have to change about me. I get to show up and love myself and do this from that place of love. Because yes, I have these health goals. Yes, I have these weight release goals. Yes, I have these goals in insert whichever area of your life or health. But can I show up for myself with so much love? knowing that I will get that and I do deserve that and it will happen. But how can I show up for myself today with love? How can I eat with so much love? Because I want to nourish my body. I really want to nourish it like the temple that it is. How can I show up and move my body with love rather than doing that from that energy of wanting to change or hating the way that I look or hating that I'm not strong enough or fit enough or insert whatever your current reality is. So can you see the difference in energy? And we've been kind of going over this in the way we look at it. Like when it came to food, I spoke about looking at food as a form of self-respect and a real gift to yourself, giving it to yourself to really nourish yourself. Same with movement, same with sleep, same with water. How can we go into our days gifting ourselves this rather than making it feel like, oh, it's another thing on my to-do list. I have to do this or I need to do this if I want to change. How can we just be like, I deserve to feel incredible and I'm just going to do this because I love myself and I know that everything else will fall into place when I show up for myself from this place of love and really gift myself what I deserve. So starting to reframe that and starting to see that the more we develop this self-love, the more that we respect ourselves, the more easy it becomes to do these healthy habits. And yes, there's going to be times where that inner critic comes in or um, old habits and patterns try to creep in, which is why I talk so much about behavioral change as well, because we need both of them. It's so 
beneficial to come from that place of love. And it's also really beneficial to understand how our brain works and understand that a lot of the time it's just trying to protect us. And there will be times where we fall out of those habits or where we have to cultivate a bit more discipline. And even on the note of discipline, I really love looking at this from the lens of devotion and Discipline can kind of feel a little bit harsh sometimes because we think of discipline, we can think of like getting in trouble if we don't do something. But how can we actually be really devoted to ourselves? How can we be devoted to our health and to our goals, knowing that they're coming and knowing that we really deserve that? Like, let's say if you have a God or you're religious and you're devoted to that God and you worship that God, how can you also start to bring some of that energy towards yourself and start to devote yourself towards you and devote yourself to your, yeah, yourself ultimately? So bringing in that energy and knowing how sacred you are and really acting from that place, it can really make a massive difference to the way that we show up for ourselves. And something I also want to say about self-love is it's not just loving the parts of us that we consider to be good and happy and um, the parts of us that feel more societally accepted. It's also learning to look at the parts of us that we may have been suppressing or that we may not like about ourselves, and learning to unconditionally love and accept those parts of us too. Because ultimately a lot of those parts of us are also just needing love. And this is really supportive in our journey back to wholeness. And it will help us so much on our health journey because the more we love these different parts of ourselves that we have been previously suppressing or trying to hide or um, berating for acting in a way that we might not want to act, the more we do that, the more we're almost in like this prison, a self-created prison where it's like, I only feel good when these parts of me are expressing. But if this part of me that maybe is a bit lazy comes in, I stop loving myself. And now I'm back to the like berating myself and telling myself, oh, why am I so lazy? And I'm just using that as one example. There can be different flavors and we all have all the different characteristics within us. And it's about what we choose to show up with and we can shape our personality. But along the way, it's really important not to turn our eye away from those parts of us that also need love. So maybe that lazy part of us is just freaking exhausted from years of living in survival. And it just wants to sit on the couch for a little bit. Imagine a little kid came to you and they're like, mom, I'm just so tired. I need a break. I am not going to do my homework right now. I just really want to lie here on the couch. Would you be like, no, you've got to do this. And maybe you would and no judgment here, but let's think about best case scenario and how we'd want to respond. We'd be like, of course you're exhausted. You've been running around all day. Um, and yeah, let's take a break. Let's sit here on the couch. Maybe I'll tell you a story or what would be supportive to help you rest. Right. So really starting to see ourselves like that. Like I think in one of the first days I started to talk about treating ourselves like we'd want to treat a little kid or our best friend or a loved one. And this comes into that act of self-love as well. And again, it's not making excuses. It's not being like, oh, cool. Well, this lazy part of me wants to lie on the couch. I'm just going to let myself lie on the couch for the rest of my life. That would be incredibly unfulfilling. And you know that we get to kind of like a threshold of playing out these different parts. So you just let yourself sit on the couch and be lazy for a bit. And sooner or later, you'd be like, okay, I feel complete now. I'm ready to get up and I'm ready to move on. And if you do end up getting stuck in the couch, this is probably more not in the couch, on the couch, hopefully, hopefully not in it. Um, I hope that you'd notice that that's not actually 
just the part playing out anymore. That's also could be some survival response. It could be that we're back in that functional freeze that I spoke about in that nervous system regulation day. It could be that maybe you are so burnt out and this opportunity to give yourself some time to rest has actually just kind of like lifted the lid on that. And you've seen like, oh, okay, there's actually something here where I am really tired and I do need a reasonable amount of rest to replenish that. And it's not always going to look like sitting on the couch. It is going to be other things too, because all of these healthy habits are fuel for us and will support us and help us get out of burnout. But when they're approached from that loving place, rather than I need to do this to change the way I'm feeling more like, okay, well, I'm going to drink a glass of water because I know that's really going to support myself. And water is really important for energy production. So if I want to make myself out of this, if I want to help myself get out of this burnout, I'm going to need to have that glass of water and I'm going to get up off the couch now to get that glass of water. And while I'm up, I'm going to cook this nourishing meal. And maybe this looks like something really simple today because I do need more rest and I'm going to be okay with that. I'm not going to judge myself because, oh, wow, it's not like it doesn't look like the rainbow and it doesn't have all these different foods. It's really just basic. It's still real food, but it's basic. Oh, am I doing it wrong? And not starting to feed into those loops and those judgments and just be like, hey, this is actually perfect right now and this is the best I can do right now and this is great and giving myself that opportunity to rest is really going to support this part of me that does feel so burnt out and then it will just, over time, you'll build up your strength, you'll build up your energy and you'll be good again. And when I say good, it's like good energy levels, like vibrant, not good as in like you were bad before because you were burnt out and feeling like you needed to rest more. So just starting to see how yeah, not just loving yourself in those times where things are all sunshine rainbows and you're liking the way you show up. And one example this can appear in your life is let's say, let's go back to the diet mentality days and hopefully you've started to see why diets don't work. And I'm kind of rubbing off in this way that it's like, they're not sustainable, but let's pretend it's Monday. We're starting again. Everything's going great. We're feeling so good about ourselves, right? Because we're doing the thing. We're eating the food that we told ourselves we would eat. We're drinking our water. We're moving our body and we feel good for as long as we're doing that. We're loving ourselves because it's like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm sticking to my word. And then sooner or later, because the diets are the all or nothing, we end up going back to our old habits and old behaviors. And we start to dislike ourselves again. We start to judge ourselves again. We start to be really hard on ourselves again. This inner critic comes back in. It's like, oh, see, you can never stick to these things. And that's an example of how we're only loving ourselves when we're doing what we perceive is the good thing to do, quote unquote. So how can we also love ourselves? When we're not doing the things, when we're feeling a bit lower, when we are feeling a bit lazier, and I'm just using that as one example because it's an easy one that I feel like most of us can relate to. Um, And if you don't have a lazy part, maybe you also want to look at where are you keeping yourself stuck in that never ending, um, keeping yourself busy, 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 because there probably is a lazy part under there. Like I mentioned, we all have all the different qualities within us. It's just a matter of how much we let them express um, and how in tune with those we are. So, yeah, can you see how it's very conditional love for us at ourselves at times? And for me, this was a really big, beautiful journey. And I feel like last year I went through a real journey of learning to love myself in the slower, lower, more internal times. And it was a beautiful gift because now I can come out the other side and wholeheartedly say that whether I'm achieving and doing and doing all the things I say I'm going to do and nourishing my body in all the different ways 
yes, I love myself then, but I also have learned to love myself when I'm feeling like I just want to be hiding away or lying on the couch or I'm not productive and I'm not achieving and I'm not necessarily reaching my goals and loving myself in both of those. And it can be difficult to come to terms with that because we have been so conditioned to be like, hey, you know, do this thing and you'll be rewarded and celebrated. And yes, you did well with this thing or yes, you're achieving. Look how amazing you're doing. And when you even think about all the things we celebrate in society, it's often the achievements, the milestones. How can we also just start to celebrate ourselves for being alive and for waking up and for being the person that we are, even when it is those days where we are feeling low or we're not going and out and kicking all the goals or um, reaching all those milestones. And it's such a gift because then when you love yourself in that wholeness, in that full spectrum, you're more unshakable. You've set yourself free because it's not like I can only play in this space where I'm doing, achieving, um, and everything's going well. And then when you're in this space, it's like, oh, shit, got to get back into that space. And we're trying to change and manipulate and get back there because that's where we feel good about ourselves. It's also like, cool, I feel good here. And I also feel good when I'm doing absolutely nothing or when I am feeling a little bit more disempowered or low or my mental health isn't 100%. How can I love myself in all of that? And then we're free to play in all the colors, all the flavors. And we're loving more parts of ourselves, not judging certain parts of ourselves for being right or wrong. And that is so liberating because the more we also accept ourselves and love ourselves, the less other people's judgment impacts us. Because the reason that that judgment impacts us is because we hold an insecurity around that. If someone tells me that, what's something random about me, that I have a horrible nose, I'm not going to be impacted because I don't believe that about myself. I like my nose. I've learned to love the way that I look. I've learned to accept my body as it is. If someone lets use a touchy spot for me, which has been my scars and healing my relationship with my scars and learning to love them. Now, if someone says, oh, your scars are disgusting, it might still have a little twinge because it's been such a big journey for me to love and accept them. And I've come so far. And there was a time when no one was even seeing my scars to be able to say that to me. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? I'm still learning to fully love them. And I feel like I've come so far and I've really learned to embrace them and accept them. So there might be a little twinge. Depends on the day, to be honest. If I'm feeling really empowered, that would just slide right off me. If I'm feeling a bit more disempowered or insecure, then I'd be like, oh, that hurt a little bit. But do you get the difference there? That was an example of something that I fully loved and accepted. Yeah. My nose isn't big. You can tell me I have a big, awful nose, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I like my nose doesn't impact. Whereas when it's a touchy subject, then it might impact us, right? So the more we can learn to love all parts of us, and this might go for physical appearance, but it also goes for internal qualities. If someone's like, Shana, you're being so freaking lazy. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am today. And I'm cool with that. That's so liberating. Because before someone had said that, I'd have been like, oh shit, I am. I'm an awful person because I didn't love that part of me. And I was like, oh, damn it, I'm doing it again. I am being lazy. Like, how dare I? Got to get up, got to be productive. And I'm trying to change myself again. Instead of just being like, you know what? I am having a lazy day. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. Does it upset you? Like, (laughs) that's kind of your stuff to deal with. (laughs) So just starting to see how liberating it is, the more we can love all parts of us. 
So Sahaj has asked, do you have any thoughts on how to stay consistent with your healthy habits from a self-love perspective? I tend to be really harsh on myself when I fall off track. Yes. So this is where that devotion comes in. And this is where when that mind can kind of go towards being more hard on yourself and being like, oh, you fell off again with those healthy habits. Come on, do better. You know, you can do better. Ultimately, it's just trying to protect you again. And this is why we end up self-sabotaging and stuff. It's all a protection strategy, which is why another foundational thing that we need to do alongside self-love is that nervous system regulation is the emotional health side of things, because the more we can feel safe within our body, the more we can bring ourselves out of that survival state and help our body feel safe along the way. And that's a big theme of what I've talked about, about the small consistent steps, as opposed to big changes, which are just inevitably going to go back to the way you're acting before. So really using all of this to example and having compassion for yourself in those times where you're unable to stick to the healthy habit. But yeah, I'd say compassion is a really, really big piece there. Really big. So there's going to be inevitabilities where maybe some days life just absolutely takes over and you can't stick to that thing that you have been really consistent with. How can you be kind enough to yourself to be like, okay, today didn't work out the way that it I intended it or the way that I would have really loved for it to work out, but that doesn't mean anything about me as a person. And this is one of the things we often make things so personal and making it mean that we are inherently bad. And this can come back to unhealed shame and toxic shame, which is where we internalize that we are a bad person rather than I might've done something that I'm embarrassed about or feeling a bit shameful about. We've internalized a lot of things and it goes in a lot of areas of your life. And you might notice this, let's say you um, hand in something past a deadline and the person who was expecting it from you is like, oh, you know, like you missed the deadline. Can we do better next time? Rather than just being like, yeah, I made a mistake. I'm sorry for missing the deadline we kind of take it internal and we're like, oh, I'm a bad person because I missed the deadline. And do you see how we kind of make it about us? And this isn't everyone. Again, this is kind of a generalization, but I find it's quite a common theme because a lot of this stuff is quite a common theme throughout society based on the ways that we've been brought up and based on the ways that we haven't learned to really like distinguish between what's ours to take on and own and what yeah, society tells us we should take on and own. And this is kind of like when we are positively reinforced for different behaviors as a child and we're told, oh, you're such a good kid. Here you go, have a lolly or, um, oh, that was bad. You shouldn't do that. You're bad. Like it kind of, we start to take it internal. So it's something that we've been kind of conditioned to our whole life. So it's really about deconditioning from all this. And when we kind of have this awareness of what everything we've been talking about over these 10 days, we can start to have that compassion for ourselves. Because of course, it's going to be hard at times to do the things we say we're going to do when we're up against all these different things. And this isn't to disempower us or say, hey, we're a victim to all of this. It's not the case because we are the creator and we get to choose differently now that we know better. So really just having that kindness to yourself. If a kid for their entire life had been told that a particular thing was bad and then you're actually like, hey, you know what? That's actually not a bad thing. I don't know who told you that, but it's actually okay to do that thing. And then they've had this entire life up till that date thinking it's bad. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to be like, oh, okay, this is actually safe to do. This is actually good to do. This is actually something that's okay. So it's the same with us. Wherever we are on our journey, however old we are, there's probably years and years and years and years of deconditioning to do. 
So really anything that we're doing, coming at it and just being like, cool, I didn't do my healthy habit today and I love myself still and that's okay. And I'm not going to let myself go back into doing nothing because I'm working so hard to be devoted to myself. So rather than using it as an excuse and being like, oh, well, I missed a day and I still love myself, so I don't actually have to do it tomorrow or the next day, that's not actually a loving thing to do. The loving thing to do would be like, all right, today didn't go as planned, we didn't do the healthy habit for the day, and tomorrow we're going to try again. Or what is some way today that I can weave in something so that the intention is still there, so that the energy is still there, so that I'm still showing up for me in a way that feels important for me? And approaching it that way, because when we love ourselves, we are going to continue showing up for ourselves. And this is one thing I often hear. And I think I may have mentioned this in one of the other days as well. We've covered so many different things that I'm like, I don't know what I've already talked about, but it's obviously important. So we're going to bring it back in. But loving yourself doesn't mean getting complacent with your goals. It doesn't mean getting lazy. It doesn't mean you're not going to continue to move towards the things that you desire. So, yeah. It does mean, though, showing up for you, but from a different place. It does mean, okay, well, yeah, if I love myself in all the messiness and I love myself even when I'm being lazy or not doing the habits or, yeah, when I'm just being a sloth on the couch, cool, you can love yourself there, but still want more for yourself. That's real self-love when it's like I have this desire in my heart And this is really important to me. This feels like something I really want for myself or it feels like something I really deserve. And I'm going to continue showing up for that. I'm going to continue nourishing my body because I love myself. It's not the opposite. It's not like, well, I love myself so I can just eat whatever I want, whenever I want. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to love myself when I'm really unhealthy, when I'm really sick, when I'm not feeling good. You deserve more. You deserve to feel amazing. And we know that all of our actions do ultimately have consequences. So when we can really tune in and be like, all right, the real act of self-love is to keep showing up. And yes, I'm not going to be perfect because there's going to be days where those survival strategies come in or where self-sabotage comes in or life just gets absolutely crazy and overwhelming. And that's okay because you keep showing up because this is just how you act now. This is just a part of who you are. You're just someone who continues showing up devoted to themselves. Even on the days that it falls away, you bring it back. You bring it back. This is a lifestyle. And I talk a lot about this when it comes to food and eating real food majority of the time. It's a lifestyle. There's no wagon to fall off. Same with showing up for ourselves and our healthy habits. There's no wagon. It's not like, okay, cool, when I'm doing it, I'm on the wagon, I'm doing good, and then I'm off a wagon. It's a lifestyle. It's just a way of being. And the more we can continue to show up, and it doesn't have to be, like, perfect. It can even be, all right, I did it for a few days, I fell off for a couple of days, but I showed up again. It's that showing up again for yourself that is that real act of self-love. Because it can be hard. It can be a lot easier just to be like, I'm not doing it, and I'm still feeling good about myself, so I just won't do it anymore. But really just tuning in being like, no, I deserve this. I deserve to feel amazing. I deserve to nourish my body. I deserve to move. I deserve to get enough sleep. I deserve to do all these things and go after my heart's desires. Juliana, I always say, tell me something I don't know if they are picking at any part of my beautiful body. I've come a long way. Yes. Yeah. Your your journey has been so, so inspiring. And I love how solid you are within yourself. And yeah, I love that cheeky remark. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> Bringing that sassiness in. 
My day can look different every day, but I still love my day my way. Yes, beautiful. Every day I'm blessed to choose a better day for me and love me more. Yeah, that's a real gift. I love myself as a whole on all days and I show up as my best every day and that can look different too and that's okay. Yeah, and that's a really good point because when we're showing up the best we can, how can that be good enough? How can that be, hey, I did my best today and I'm proud of myself for doing my best and sometimes our best is not very much in quotation marks by whatever standards we're holding ourselves to. But can we start to see it's like, hey, I still showed up and did my best. And this is where also, and um, I kind of come back, comes back to childhood and schooling, but it's like, we can look at a kid's marks and be like, hey, you got an A, congrats, well done, celebrating them. How could we actually be like, did you do your best when they get that A and focus on them doing their best? Just like if they got a D, did you do your best? Awesome. Well done for doing your best. How about we do this and we'll continue like building upon this, but not like making them feel like, oh, that's a lower mark. You're bad. And that's a higher mark. You're good. So this is the same. And it translates into life. If we can focus more on, did we do our best? Then we can really start to take some pressure off knowing that your best is enough. And your best will change day to day because life changes day to day. And the more that you can just love yourself for showing up the best you can, whatever way that looks like each day, that's going to be a real gift. So Hedge, this is so supportive, making me teary. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm not used to the compassionate voice. Thank you, Shana. Yeah, you're welcome. And I totally get it. Like I spent a lot of my life having buying into the thoughts of the inner critic until I myself went on this path and did this work to cultivate this compassion. And it can still be a practice, right? I'm 31, turning 32 this year. So I had, before I started on this journey, more than 20 years, I was probably, I started my personal development journey over... 11-ish years ago, but really got deep into more of the emotional health and the nervous system health and the mindset work probably like four or so years ago. The emotional health was probably even more recently, like three or two years ago. And it just continues to evolve, but I'm still deconditioning from the 20 something years before all of this. Right. And that's where, again, we just have to be compassionate with ourselves. I could show up and maybe there's a day where I'm feeling disempowered. I could be like, oh my God, you're teaching people these things. You're a horrible person. How can you show up and teach others these things when you haven't hundred percent nailed it? That would be me buying into that inner critic voice. Right. And being like, oh yeah, no, can't share this. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that yeah, it's all just going to happen. We've got years and years and years of deconditioning to do. And the more we can show up for ourselves and be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do my best today. And same goes for me as a leader and a teacher in these kinds of things, having that compassion for myself. It's an ongoing practice. And just knowing for life, we're probably going to have to um, use that lens of compassion and continue to cultivate that and deepen and deepen and deepen. And it just gets more and more beautiful as we do. And it's a real gift to yourself when you can show up like that. Yeah, Narelle, totally get it. It's yeah, it's a new one to many of us. Like I said, it was new to me when I kind of like stepped into this world and yeah, but it's really so relieving when we can cultivate this voice of compassion. And I've just seen the time and again, I love to talk and I love that about me. I used to be, actually, this is one perfect example. And I think I've used this example back in the mid-year reboot. I used to not love the chatterbox part of me or the part of me that got passionate about when I was speaking, or I used to feel like, oh, don't talk too much, Shana. You know, you're not allowed to talk in class. Like, it's not the time to talk right now. Stop talking. Why do you talk so much? Like all these comments growing up of like, Shani, you're such a chatterbox. So I learned to judge that part of me. And then I started becoming quieter and quieter and quieter. And then I wasn't a chatterbox anymore. 
But then I started to do all this work and I started to reclaim parts of me that I had shut down and my love for talking was reignited. And what a gift because now I get to show up and I get to teach others and I get to use this chatterbox part of me to spread this beautiful message to others. So this is one beautiful example of maybe there's a part of you that you've been taught to suppress or feel that isn't a good thing. Like I thought, oh, it must be bad if I'm a chatterbox because a lot of people are making comments about this and they're telling me it's an inappropriate time to be talking and I've got to be quiet and read the room and all this kind of stuff. How can you reclaim that part? How can you be like, nah, I'm owning this part of me too. This part of me is an important part of me. All of these parts of me are an important part of me. Beautiful. Thank you, Narelle. Chatterbox, we love to hear you. That's gorgeous. Thank you. So I feel like that's kind of the crux of what I want to say about self-love. Obviously, again, like all of these topics, it's an introduction to the topic and scratching the surface. I can talk your ear off for days and days, but today I'll leave you with this to really just start to come to health from that place of love, from that place of, I deserve this because I deserve everything that my heart desires and I desire it for a reason because it's possible for me because otherwise you wouldn't desire it. So showing up and being like, hey, I deserve to feel awesome or I deserve this beautiful nourishing meal. And sometimes that's going to look like a basic one because that's the best you can manage. And that's perfect. Other times it is going to be a beautiful, picturesque, Instagram worthy, colorful meal. And that's awesome, too. There's no right or wrong. Celebrating where you are along the way and loving yourself every step of the way, even in those days where maybe parts of you are acting out that you've been taught to suppress or you've been taught that that's a bad quality. How can we start to see the light and the dark in all qualities? Because there is shadow and light in all qualities. And the more we start to like do shadow work as well, and this is a part of the work that I do and teach, and the more we start to shine the light on the things in the shadow that we've been hiding from ourselves or um, suppressing, the more it does set us free. But for today, I really just want you to approach health from this place of love. So your action step is ultimately just going to be do something for you. Like, don't just do it because you're like, I know eating this healthy meal is good for me. Do it more from that energy that we spoke about back in day one as well of gifting yourself that. And you can choose whatever feels best for you. And there's also a difference between self-love and self-care because sometimes we think, oh, hey, I went and got myself a facial. I must love myself. Or, hey, I had a bath. I love myself now. What's the intention behind why you're doing that? Are you doing that to tick off another box? Are you doing that because you know it's going to be good for your nervous system? Or are you also doing it because you really love yourself and you're like, you know what? I really deserve a bath right now because I freaking love baths. So do something for you. You can pick anything to do with supporting your health or your happiness, which ultimately that opens up a whole realm because it's like, well, this is going to make me happy today. And this is what I'm going to do because I love myself. So give yourself that gift. Maybe it's something that you don't allow yourself to do often because you're like, I don't have time for that thing. I'm too busy. And we get swept up in life. Doing something from that place of love. One thing for yourself today, a gift, obviously, that can fit within your schedule. It doesn't have to be anything big and elaborate. It can be a little thing. It can be a little kindness. It might even be looking yourself in the eyes and saying, I love you in the mirror. And that might feel so uncomfortable, but I promise you, the more you do that, the more healing it's going to be. Mirror work is really, really groundbreaking stuff when we're healing our relationship to ourselves. So one thing with love for yourself, not pressure, love doing it as a gift to you. 
Beautiful. So we'll leave it there for today's self-love day. I hope you enjoy gifting yourself something out of love, out of that space of love. And I hope you can bring this theme of love into everything you do when it comes to health. Tomorrow, we're going to be having a talk at 7am again. It's our integration day. It's our day where we're going to be talking about, all right, we've just gone through 10 days of content over five hours of content. (laughs) There's a lot that we've taken in, right? There's 10 different topics. What do we do with this? How do we move forward? How do we look at our wheel of health as well? And I'll tie it all back into the wheel of health and what we want to carry into 2024. Because yes, this is all setting that foundation for 2024. And now what's the next step? Where do we take this? So I'll give you some strategies to kind of look at your wheel and figure out what's next best step for you. I'll be inviting you into any other ways that I can support you if it feels aligned. There's obviously never any pressure. I'm here of service. And then I also love to continue to serve. So if that feels aligned, beautiful. If it doesn't, then it's been such a pleasure serving you over the past 10 days. But yeah, tomorrow will be kind of tying that bow. And I didn't want to bring it into the self-love day because then I was like, I won't have enough time to talk about self-love. So we've got a separate day to really help you integrate and land in these teachings. So hopefully there's no new teachings. because I've already gone through so much, but I weave teachings into everything anyway. So there probably will be some nuggets, especially if it's relevant to helping you take it forward. Thank you for being here. Love you all. Really want you to start to feel that love within yourself as well. It's, I promise you, it's so, so liberating and such a beautiful feeling. Juliana can attest for that. I've seen how her life has changed as she's deepened in that love for herself and what a shining light and beautiful example she is. Um, And I really want that for all of you, wherever you are currently on your self-love journey, just continuing to show up for yourself with love, compassion, kindness. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Those of you that can make it and those on the replay, I'll see you there. Bye for now. If you loved this episode and enjoyed this training from inside my free 10-day challenge, New Year Nourished You, remember to head to the show notes and sign up so that you have access to all of the extra goodness that is involved with being a part of the challenge. Thanks for being here and I look forward to speaking soon.